Have you ever wondered what the best way is to develop your own personal brand or about making your own versions of recipes in life with a twist of your own? Now listen to what Samantha Mui has to say in this edition of Imagine Talks podcast. Here's an encore interview from the Imagine Talks annual symposium in 2021. Sam as you know, has been a guest on our podcast. But here, when she talks about her own personal brand, she talks about how she's a coming-of-age, second-generation Chinese-American. Sam, as she goes by, had a distinct upbringing that has shaped a variety of popular Eastern and Western dishes that she's put together and has published in a book called Melting Pot, where memoir meets cooking. Now, as a young woman balancing two cultures, Sam found her identity in the kitchen, and she was influenced by women in her life, her own travels, and as a result, her dishes are simple and nostalgic. So here we are with an encore presentation of her interview from Imagine Talks Annual Symposium. Hi, Sam. How are you doing? Hello, Francis. Happy 2021. <laughs> Happy 2021. So many wonderful questions I have for you today. Um, this is at least my second or third time having the pleasure of interviewing you. Uh, you've been on Imagine Talks, I think, probably during our third year. Um, mm. And this was prior to you writing your book, Melting Pot. Um, and this was probably like soon after your one of your TV appearances uh, on being on Check Please, which was amazing. Um, and of course, I think uh, you've been on several different appearances since then. But I have so many questions uh, that I want to ask you. But before we, we dive into some of my questions, let's just have the audience get to know you a little bit better. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do today. Awesome. Yes. So um, my name is Sia Mui, um, and I, most of you would know me by being in the kitchen or cooking or whatever it is. Um, I've been blogging since 2015 um, while I was um, living abroad in China, um, and I've actually worked in and out of the food industry since I was 15, which was a long time ago. And I just have a huge passion for food. And I also have a huge passion to share um, stories, storytelling through food, and really showing people that cooking is actually something very easy. And I, one of my goals now is just to empower millennials in the kitchen, because I myself am a millennial and I like to eat good, but I don't like to cook like grandma. So I love to teach people how to get to the results of getting grandma's food, but in a short period of time, in a way that makes sense with limited resources and tools. And that's just how I am in the kitchen and just in life being scrappy. And so I wanna showcase all that. Awesome, all right. Now, one of your most recent, and talk about showing people on, uh, on basically how to be scrappy in the kitchen, one of your most recent appearances was very recently on Food Network's uh, Supermarket Stakeout, right? I think that was season three, episode two, Carnivores Unite. Which, five, yes. <laughs> yes, and it was 
got the chance to watch it. So entertaining. Um, your personality definitely shined through in every moment. I loved that episode. Tell us a bit about what was it like being on TV, being a being now as you're climbing and getting more and more notoriety and your presence. Um, what's it like basically being on TV, learning and comparing yourself um, and meeting other other food lovers and, and creators? Um, but what's it like being on TV, cooking on TV and, and being under that kind of pressure as 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 basically a foodie slash food creator now? Wow, that's a kind of a loaded question. Uh, the pressure, I guess I'll focus on that. Yeah. Um, to be honest, when I like, we've talked uh, off camera about this and I told you I almost passed up on the opportunity because I was like, I don't know if I want to make an ass out of myself on national TV, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I was like, for me, actually, I haven't really cooked commercially in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. I am more on the other side of things where I'm reviewing restaurants, talking about food, the trends and all those different things. So for me, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, if I decide to do this opportunity, I'm like, I'm first of first of all, I'm going to be myself. And that means being true to how I cook. So I made a pack with myself before going on the show. And I said, I'm not going to make pretentious food because I want to like, because I want, I want people to like be into whatever it is that I'm making. I'm like, I'm going to cook the way that I've always cooked, which is, mm. you know, simplified, um, balancing flavors and all those different things that was how I was going to be and so when I was actually in that scene and in that um competition at the time it was just kind of like I was actually having fun because I was you know there was no pressure and I never told myself I needed to win my thing was like my goal was always to just share my story or on a platform such as that and and kind of you know I don't know I just I just wanted to just keep cooking like I wanted to get to the next round so I could showcase another thing another Mm. kind of food I wanted to make or whatever it is but I've always wanted to share that joy and I really like I was watching it myself and like it's not even the food that I'm proud of it's like I've watched myself as a person who you know has doubted myself in the past when I was younger you know I I went to culinary school right after high school which was like kind of everybody kind of questioned like what are you doing you know and that when I watched the show it, it it like it validated like all the little choices that I made to be true to who I was and that is what I'm most proud of and that is like that is why like the pre the pressure yes there was pressure but there wasn't that type of pressure of like, I needed to be something I needed to win or whatever it was. So yeah, I'm very, very happy with the overall results. Yeah. Cool. So what did you, what have you learned being um, on the TV cooking reality show? Like what are the things that are so unique in some of your life lessons? Cause that's something that many people in the world just cannot say in their life that they were able to have that kind of experience. What, what are some things that you've taken now that you think have made you uh, not just a better chef but also a better person going into your life philosophies mm, yeah um hmm, that's a really good question actually <laughs> um what did i learn um 
again, I, I go back into this and I always say this, and I think actually, you know, it's funny. Remember uh, two, 2017 was when I th did the Imagine Talks or mm -hmm. 2018, and we all have like our little like Instagram posts. And mm -hmm. I remember my quote was like, always, you know, trust your inner convictions and your intuition. And I think that's, that's how, you know, that's what I learned more than because, because, you know, you don't have a lot of time to do what you need to do and you, you don't know what you're going to cook and all these different things. And I really lean into that intuition that's always helped me get through life. I mean, I honestly don't feel like I'm the smartest person out there, nor do I claim to know it, like all my craft or whatever it is. I just always leaned into like, there's this quote that um, Oprah always tells young people. And she always says that, you know, if you don't know what you're going to what you're going to do, like a lot of us have these like big goals, like, you know, down the road. And we're like, we need to be this by this time. But Oprah says that, you know what, you just need to do the next best, right. The next best move for right. yourself. And by leading into that, that, that will help you arrive to a better outcome. Right. And I also think that that relates in the kitchen. You know, for me, I didn't know half the stuff I was going to cook in that show. I was going by, okay, this makes sense. All right, then I'm going to do this. And if this makes sense, I'm going to do that. And so I feel like for me, it's just always about leaning into that and really um, kind of bringing that intuitive parts, whatever I do. Yeah. Okay. Now, and you also mentioned and I'm going to rip on that a little bit. You mentioned how you were definitely, and I, th I saw this in the show when I was watching it, that you were kind of a little bit portrayed as the as the underdog, right? As the as the scrappy underdog, which definitely came through. So, how is that philosophy um, in the kitchen? That's the, how does that translate to you? Also, do you see yourself? Um, also being the scrappy underdog in life in general and, and and what are some of the philosophies that you see blending in back and forth between kitchen philosophy and your life philosophies yeah you know um i 100 percent think that i've always had this reoccurring theme in my life that i was kind of an underdog you know when i was younger i was bullied um when i was you know I was, there was a point in my life where, you know, people made fun of me because I wasn't in this specific social economics class uh, or not, you know, in terms of like financially or whatever. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I was not always great with academics. I've always been in this place of like not having or like being on this place of like, having to either prove myself or, mm -hmm. or whatever it is, I think, for me, that has been a really great, valuable lesson to myself because what I've realized is that, you know, one, you know, being an underdog has a lot of advantage because mm -hmm. for me, a lot of times I don't expect to come in a room and people to be like, oh, chef Samantha, or, you know, she knows what she's doing with the cook. There's been so many times I've worked like in the restaurant and, you know, I've made, I've been, you know, been told to do other like little stuff just because I'm a woman, I'm bubbly, I have this. And and I already know going into these type of arenas that people are not going to be like, yeah, like I would have to earn it. And I think that's why it's made me work a lot harder in certain aspects to be to to actually earn that right to be a specific thing or specific 
you know, to earn my right to be there. Um, and also what I've learned at like being an underdog or whatever is that, you know, to always talk about those stories. And I always remind myself where I came from because it's so easy for people to love who you are when you, when you're doing great things and whatnot, but always, I always try to remember the times where I was really lacking because that always reminds me of like, I can, I can also, I can sense a person who also feels that same way. And there were a lot of people who were able to look at me and thought of me higher, thought of me in a better light and help me get to a place where I was comfortable with myself. So having, being able to feel that and know, know like my surroundings and stuff like that has helped me greatly to really even connect with people. Okay, fantastic. So I don't know if I, did I even touch up on your question or did I just go? No, on I think you did. I think you totally, I think you totally did. Um, how your philosophy of essentially being true to yourself. I think that comes through like, um, so I'm seeing is that your philosophy of cooking is really taking tried and true recipes, but then making them your own with your own spin with your own versions with your own like ways that have not been done before right and so i see that a lot in your own life where they people throw you at certain things or you have to work with certain things but now you've uh, you're at a stage where you create your own version of that and it and it works for you because it's in sync with your personality with your philosophy what makes you happy what brings you joy and i think that's a huge lesson that many people um I see that as a recurring theme constantly, like here is, uh, here's these, all these square holes, right? But then the person who is not necessarily perfectly square or round or even octagon are trying to fit in these holes and you just yeah. can't, right? What you need to do is eventually, if you can't find an octagon or a round hole and you're a round peg, you need to go and make a round hole. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. make the environment. No, I, you know, I, I do want to touch up yeah, no, and I, 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 I want to touch on that because that's a really good point, Francis. Is like, you know, I attribute a lot of what I gone through as a child in my childhood mm -hmm. to where I am now because I never felt like I had a safe space to be who I truly was, and mm -hmm. I never felt like, I never felt like I had an environment that allowed me to be mm -hmm. Sam, and so I've always constantly had to create these safe spaces for myself to feel comfortable to be who I want, truly wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times in my life, as I was learning who I truly was and what my what made my heart skip an extra beat, you know, I had to, I compromised on things that weren't me or whatever it is. And so now, you know, I, I am constantly trying to figure out if I see something that is like, doesn't feel like a place that, if I see a need for something, I just want to create it because, mm you know, that is how I've always saw the world that you don't have to be X, Y, and Z. There's so many avenues for people to go through. Like the society is not that kind to people who have different desires and wants in life. And so for me, I try to use food as an avenue to connect to people. Um, and yeah. I love that. love that. And you, and you and I have talked about um, life philosophies and people's how, how they sometimes try to strategize and they have role models. Um, and, you know, one of our, both of our, our favorite um, inspirational thought leaders is Oprah, right? And mm -hmm. our message to a lot of people 
<clears throat> especially the younger people are like, don't try to like put a, a lofty goal up there and be like, okay, by age 25, age 30, if I do not have X, Y, and Z, uh, then I failed or just, I must have this, it's, you know, or bust, right? And her philosophy was, or is, just do the next best thing and see where that leads and follow the thread. Do the next best thing and see where that leads and follow that thread. And I love that. That that makes the most sense to me as a, as a normal human being. Yeah. So saying that, what you you know you're you're a food blogger you have a strong presence both on tv constantly you have a book out now what's the next best thing for samantha coming up now oh gosh that's a good question i'm actually i'm actually in a place after 2021 um i had taken some time off for myself and i i realized i actually don't have that much of a plan. I don't have too many big plans. I just really want to actually this year, this sounds kind of probably <laughs> kind of, you know, this is definitely my personal goal is just to listen to the sound of the beat of Sam more, you know, because I think last year, at least like with the book and everything that was mm -hmm. happening, um, I felt like in some ways I got lost in that ambition of wanting to do mm -hmm. more and more and more mm -hmm. versus I haven't been really like tuning in to me. And I think like t I want to take some of that time to really tune in to like how Sam, how am I doing? How, what am I, the things that I'm doing now, is it still the things I'm passionate about? Right. So yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like, you know, I just want to take some time off and and, and figure out what it is that, you know, is sustainable 10 years from now, 15 years from now, or 20 years from now. Um, so, yeah. What's, what's, um, what if, what have you learned in terms of the importance of being able to take time off and recenter and recharge? Like, why is that so important for someone who, or for anyone for that matter, who has these lofty goals? Like, why is it so important to, in your opinion, your experience to be able to have this moment and and just re-examine yourself yeah because i feel you know you and i have had many conversations offline about this we're both enfps on my rig so we're extroverts but we're kind of on the verge of being introverts um as well like for me i need at least two to three hours of quiet time with myself like that's mm -hmm. just how i've been and you know i i couldn't be a person that could give if I didn't take time for myself because you know so many things happen on a day-to-day -day basis where you know someone emails you this and then all of a sudden you're pulled in this direction someone tells you about a new opportunity you're pulled in that direction and I think it's so important to have that time with yourself because it recenters like what what is your true purpose in life what is it that makes your heart I say that all the time, what makes your heart skip an extra beat? And it's very easy to be pulled in so many directions mm -hmm. and they could mm -hmm. be all really good directions. But if you're over time, like you can get burnt out by all those um, opportunities or whatever it is. And it's just so important to just like continuously like check in with yourself and only you know what's right for you. Um, and, you know, it's so worth investment to tap into yourself and connect with yourself. I love that. And I, and I, I couldn't agree with you more, especially when you're balancing the whole extrovert introvert uh, 
a borderline right there. Um, we only have a few minutes left, but do you have any advice for people out there, um, especially now as we're going into 2021 and, and I see hope mm -hmm. in this year compared to what we had last year. I see obviously a vaccine. I see people um, being able to eventually have some level of human contact safely once again and travel um, and engagement. For people who want to go out there and start their own thing, especially like getting on TV shows, rally shows to showcase their talents on a larger stage, um, what are things that, any last bits of advice for people who are just starting to build out their own brand right now? Like you've been so successful and I've, I had the privilege of watching you grow in this. What are some key advices people who want to build their brand out there now? Um, a lot, a lot of it, I think, is following what makes sense to you, what is natural to you. Because I will say that for like, when I was growing up as a teen, I had no, I was always doing what everybody else was doing. Mm -hmm. You know, someone's dancing, I was dancing. Someone's doing this, I was going to do that. You know, I never, you know, and all along cooking was something so natural to me, you know, um, and I would just say, stay in your own lane. And I know that sounds kind of like, woo, like, why would you say that? Because I truly believe that when you stay in your own lane and you develop the things that make sense to you, that are natural to you, like you don't become obsessive about what this person's doing, what that person's doing. You get so into what you're doing and you get, it's like you constantly are excited to wake up in the morning to do these things and, you know, naturally over time like you become like the expert of whatever you're doing because you didn't even realize like you you were so passionate the passion just took over and um i think that's like the best advice i could give someone because you know life is hella short and actually this is my second advice so a lot of people don't know this but i took a detour in i worked in senior care for two years mm -hmm. um, and a lot again that was not natural to a lot of people like it didn't make sense in my trajectory i just came out of grad school i decided i wanted to go into senior care and part of me and at the time it made a lot of sense for me because i learned about life and when i realized i learned the most important life lesson i was able to walk away from that industry knowing that mm. i gave my all because what i learned as uh, you know as i'm coming to my 30th birthday soon i'm learning that life is hella short and at the end of life, two things matter. One, did you do right to yourself? That means, do you have any regrets? Did you take care of yourself? Did you do the things that you said you were gonna do? And two, did you do right to other people? Did you, did you try to, did you let your ego get in way of your relationships or, or did you not say, I love you, to, you know, or you didn't, you didn't get to really showcase your love to certain people? Like, those are the two questions that people ask themselves when they're near death. And I saw a lot of death being in the senior mm -hmm. care industry. And when I was able to realize like that's the biggest lesson, life lessons I've taken, that's when I really truly started honing into this food stuff because I because I realized how life is short and if you only got one life, you gotta live it to the fullest and, and you know, love the people that are around you. And, and you know, and so that is my best advice, you know? <laughs> I love that. I, I couldn't 
think of more wise words to end this, this amazing talk with you on. So that's all time we only have for. Thank you again. It's always such a pleasure. So insightful to talk with you. Every time I talk with you, um, I learn something and I can see you constantly just growing leaps and bounds each time. So uh, thank you again for being on the show. And I look forward to finally being able to see you in person, I hope in 2021, when we are finally at a stage where we can finally be together again. Okay. Thank you so much, Francis. Always a joy talking to you. Likewise. Take care. Talk to you soon, Sam. Bye. You just heard from Sam Mui, who also was interviewed earlier this year by us. Now, since then, we've found out that she competed on Food Network. And, of course, we know her from her appearances on PBS's Check, Please. You can find her book, Mounting Pot, Stories and Recipes from a Chinese-American Daydreamer, on multiple bookstores. Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, and more. You can find her on social media at Sammy Eats. That's S-A-M-M-E-E-A-T-S. Now, thanks for joining us with Sam. To learn more about Imagine Talks and our cast, our crew, and our guests, go to imaginetalks.org. It's a long-running show where for years we've talked about how you can achieve success, overcome obstacles, and have social impact. Edge Interns and Mental Power Hacks supports this podcast. Edge Interns sources the best interns for the best companies. Learn more at E-D-G-E. That's edgeinterns.com. And as for Mental Power Hacks, that's where you'll get life hacks to boost your mental performance, productivity, and success. Connect with us at mentalpowerhacks.com. Subscribe to us and get the latest episodes of the Imagine Talks podcast. See you next time.